Thought Bubble Audio. I'm Frank, and you're listening to The Gospel According to Lucas, where the Force meets Catholicism. Every episode, we analyze scripture through the lens of Star Wars to uncover the Christian connection with a galaxy far, far away. If you'd like to read along with us, you can find a link to today's readings in the show notes at thegospelaccordingtolucas.com or right in your podcast app. And we're using the New American Bible. Make sure you never miss an episode by following us on your favorite podcast app, whatever that app is. And you can visit thegospelaccordingtolucas.com for the links to do that. And finally, if you like what we do, please consider making a donation at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Tim. How are you, Tim? I'm doing well, Frank. Thanks for having me on the show I'm here every week on. That you, yep, then that's that's why you're here. But um, we're we're pulling in we're pulling in the big guns for an assist this week because it is Palm Sunday and we are going to need some help uh, with t- reading today's gospel. So joining us again is our good friend brother Andrew. Hey, hey guys, it's great to be back. Thanks for thanks for joining us again. It's good to have you back. Um, I I know you're you're. You're not a stranger here, but do you want to quickly tell us just a little bit about yourself and and who you are? Uh, Sure. Um, I'm a brother in the Society of Mary, the Marianists. Um, We're primarily a teaching order, so we uh, run and teach at uh, various schools throughout the world. Awesome. Well, thank you for making time in your busy schedule to join us uh, today because it means a lot. So today we'll be discussing the gospel reading for Palm Sunday. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. The Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were to take place in two days' time. So the chief priests and the scribes were seeking a way to arrest Jesus by treachery and put him to death. They said, Not during the festival, for fear that there may be a riot among the people. When Jesus was in Bethany reclining at table in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of perfumed oil, costly, genuine, spikenard. She broke the alabaster jar and poured the oil on Jesus' head. There were some who were indignant. Why has there been this waste of perfumed oil? It could have been sold for more than 300 days' wages and the money given to the poor. They were infuriated with her. Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you make trouble for her? She has done a good thing for me. The poor you will always have with you, and whenever you wish you can do good to them, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anticipated anointing my body for burial. Amen. I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed to the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went off to the chief priest to hand Jesus over to them. When they had heard Judas, they were pleased and promised to pay him money. Then he looked for an opportunity to hand Jesus over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples said to Jesus, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, 
and a man will meet you carrying a jar of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room where I, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples then went off, entered the city, and found just as Jesus had told them. And they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, Jesus came with the twelve. And they reclined at table and were eating. Jesus said, Amen. I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to Jesus, one by one, Surely it is not I. Jesus said to them, One of the twelve, the one who dips with me into the dish. For the Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them, and said, Take it. This is my body. Then Jesus took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for money. Amen. I say to you, I shall not drink again the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will have your faith shaken. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be dispersed. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. Peter said to Jesus, Even though all should have their faith shaken, mine will not be. Then Jesus said to Peter, Amen, I say to you this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. But Peter vehemently replied, Even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all spoke similarly. Then they came to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be troubled and distressed. Then Jesus said to them, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch. Jesus advanced a little and fell to the ground, and prayed as if it were possible the hour might pass by him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me, but not what I will, but what you will. When Jesus returned, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing again, Jesus prayed, saying the same thing. Then he returned once more and found them asleep. For they could not keep their eyes open and did not know what to answer him. Jesus returned a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up. Let us go. See, my betrayer is at hand. Then, while Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs who had come from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. His betrayer had arranged a signal with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him and lead him away securely.
Judas came and immediately went over to Jesus and said, Rabbi. And Judas kissed Jesus. At this they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. One of the bystanders drew his sword, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his ear. Jesus said to them in reply, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day I was with you, teaching in the temple area. Yet you did not arrest me, but that the scriptures may be fulfilled. And they all left Jesus and fled. Now a young man followed him wearing nothing but a linen cloth about his body. They seized him, but he left the cloth behind and ran off naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes came together. Peter followed Jesus at a distance into the high priest's courtyard and was seated with the guards, warming himself at the fire. The chief priests in the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none. Many gave false witness against him, but their testimony did not agree. Some took the stand and testified falsely against him, alleging, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another not made with hands. Even so, their testimony did not agree. The high priest rose before the assembly and questioned Jesus, saying, Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus was silent and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said to him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? Then Jesus answered, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the, of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. At that the high priest tore his garments and said, What further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned Jesus as deserving to die. Some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him and struck him and said to him, Prophesy. And the guards greeted Jesus with blows. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the high priest's maids came along. Seeing Peter warming himself, she looked intently at him and said, You too were with the Nazarene, Jesus. But Peter denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are talking about. So Peter went out to the outer court. Then the cock crowed. The maid saw Peter and began to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. Once again, Peter denied it. A little later, the bystanders said to Peter once more, Surely you are one of them, for you too are a Galilean. Peter began to curse and to swear, I do not know this man about whom you are talking. And immediately, a cock crowed a second time. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had said to him, Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. He broke down and wept. As soon as morning came, the chief priest with the elders and the scribes, that is, the whole Sanhedrin, held a council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him in reply, You say so. The chief priests accused Jesus of many things. Again, Pilate questioned him. Have you no answer? See how many things they accuse you of. Jesus gave him no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Now, on the occasion of the feast, Pilate used to release to them one prisoner whom they requested. A man called Barabbas was then in prison along with the rebels who had committed murder in the rebellion. 
The crowd came forward and began to ask Pilate to do for them as he was accustomed. Pilate answered, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For Pilate knew that it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate again said to them in reply, Then what do you want me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted again, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? They only shouted the louder, Crucify him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and after he had Jesus scourged, handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away inside the palace, that is, the praetorium, and assembled the whole cohort. They clothed him in purple and, weaving a crown of thorns, placed it on him. They began to salute him with, Hail, King of the Jews! and kept striking his head with a reed and spitting on him. They knelt before him in homage, and when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him out to crucify him. They pressed into service a passerby, Simon the Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry Jesus' cross. They brought Jesus to a place of Golgotha, which is translated place of the skull. They gave him wine drugged with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his garments by casting lots for them to see which would take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when the, they crucified Jesus. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. With him they crucified two revolutionaries, one on his right and one on his left. Those passing by reviled Jesus, shaking their heads and saying, Aha! You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself by coming down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests with the scribes mocked him among themselves and said, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with Jesus also kept abusing him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For some of the bystanders who heard it said, Look, he is calling Elijah. One of them ran, soaked a sponge with wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to Jesus to drink, saying, Wait, let us see if Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. The veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion who stood facing Jesus saw how Jesus breathed his last, the centurion said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of the younger James and Joseph and Salome. These women had followed Jesus when he was in Galilee and ministered to him. There were also many other women who had come up with Jesus to Jerusalem. When it was already evening, since it was the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a distinguished member of the council who was himself awaiting the kingdom of God, 
came and courageously went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was amazed that Jesus was already dead. He summoned the centurion and asked him if Jesus had already died. And when Pilate learned of it from the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. Having bought a linen cloth, Joseph took Jesus down, wrapped him in the linen cloth, and laid him in the tomb that had been hewn out of the rock. Then Joseph rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, watched where Jesus was laid. The Gospel of the Lord. On days like today, it feels like we might be really pushing our limits with with the, this project, with this this podcast, this whole project. Can we really take something so monumentally important in salvation history and human history and compare it to some movies that entertain us? Um, so I, I just want to start by saying that, you know, as always, we on this show, we're looking for the Christian connection. We're not elevating Star Wars to the level of Scripture. Far from it. It's more of a literary exercise, and we're finding connections as a way of you know enjoying Star Wars even more through the lens of of faith. So, just with that in mind, let's let's talk about today's gospel. I'm I'm thinking specifically about the role that Judas Iscariot plays in Jesus's life. Judas was one of the twelve apostles, one of the inner circle. Scripture tells us that he was even given the responsibility of managing the group's money. So he was clearly trusted, a trusted member of the group. And it's kind of ironic that the one who controlled the purse strings uh, is the one who gave in to temptation over 30 pieces of silver. Like many of us, he didn't see the forest for the trees. We all fall down sometimes, and Judas had pretty far to fall, and when he fell, he fell hard. He got taken advantage of. And he ended up handing over the Son of God to his death. In Star Wars, Count Dooku has a strikingly similar arc. He's a powerful Jedi trained by Master Yoda himself. He's a trusted member of the Jedi Order. But when he became disillusioned by the Order, he left. And eventually he pledged his loyalty to Darth Sidious. We Many of us know the story. Count Dooku took on the name Darth Tyrannus, and he began to assist Sidious in his plan to create a civil war. He oversaw the creation... City, uh, uh, Dooku personally oversaw the creation of a droid army on Geonosis for the Separatists and a clone army for the Republic on Kamino. He was so compelled by Sidious's vision of this new empire that, a lot like Judas, he didn't see the forest for the trees. He must have known that there was going to be death and destruction, because of the war that they were plotting, but he thought he knew better. He thought he could put his trust in in Sidious. And, like Judas, he got taken advantage of. Once Sidious was close to his goal of becoming emperor, he disposed of Tyrannus, and he had him killed by the very man who would take his place, Anakin Skywalker, who would soon become Darth Vader. So he was taken advantage of. He did the wrong thing. He made his own choices, and they were bad choices. But he was also... He was also fooled. He was also taken advantage of. And, and you know, like, like Judas and like Dooku, we can be taken advantage of. We can be tricked. We can fail to see the forest for the trees when we see something right in front of us that we want in our earthly life, but we don't stop to consider how it might affect eternal life. We might, might not stop and consider what, what God wants us to do in that moment. So as we continue to pray and reflect together today, I just want to leave us with that. How are you and I like Count Dooku or Judas Iscariot. Yes, Frank. Yes. 
this is what I I don't think I've given Dooku that much thought ever. So like like right on right on for for making that connection because I I think when we think of the betrayer uh, in Star Wars, it's so easy to jump to Lando because you know if you're watching Star Wars in original release order, Lando is the the guy that first betrays the the people that that we know. But instead, but he's actually like in opposition to them originally, and then jo- be- joins like mm-hmm. and joins their side, right? You know, like he the Empire arrived before Han and Leia did, so he's not really a Judas figure in the way that you're talking about Dooku. Mm-hmm. It's a much stronger connection, right? Here's a guy that here's a guy that's so trusted. Frick, he, like Judas, I'm uh, Judas. Um, Dooku trained, um, Qui Gon Jinn, yes, one of the best Jedi. In the Star Wars universe. And he was Yoda's Padawan, too. Right. Right. This guy had everything going for mm-hmm. him. And and he was seduced by the dark side of the mm-hmm. force. Uh, um, and, and you're right. Like, as much as we set up Judas as, like, a, a Benedict Arnold figure, or we set up Benedict Arnold as a Judas figure, um, you know, the, the, the great betrayer, we... We make him other, right? We make Judas or Dooku or whoever. We make them somebody else. They're not us. But you know what? It turns out they are us. We we have the ability to we have the ability to deny and act against in our um our in our own interests, but against our own interests yeah. in a in a in a, in a twist. Um, it, it, we have that capacity in a much stronger way than say the beloved disciple John, mm-hmm. who's just like, Nope, I'm good. I'm always going to love you no matter what, you know, that's actually, that's way harder. And we're much, we, we can be much more like Judas to, for, to God or, or, or to our friends or to our family and mm. to really anybody. And the thing with Judas is that it's all of those things. It's all of those things. Right? It's it's all his, those things. It is his friend. It is Jesus. It is God. It's so it, his, his betrayal is, is, um, is tenfold yeah. you know, or threefold yeah. at least. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's, it's, it's important to to say that, right. That, that what you said up front, that he made his, he made his mistake. What he did was wrong. And he's, he is still, you know, he, he handed over Jesus to be, to be killed. Um, but, uh, but there, but we're all like Judas. We all sin. We all can have the wool pulled over our eyes or sometimes we have, you know, we want to do the wrong thing for the right reasons or, or so we think, um, or we think that some more good will come about because we're, we're, we're doing something that's, um, that isn't right. You know, I'm, 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 I'm being kind of vague, but I think we can all think about moments in our own lives where it, it applies to all of us in different ways. Um, and so, you know, Dooku is the example that I'll, I'll use, but, but swap in your own example from your own life. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure we all have, you know, we all, we can all relate, uh, to, to some degree. So, yeah, I thought that was, you know, Dooku's not one that we talk about very much. And I thought that was a, uh, I thought that was a pretty good fit for this one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, really, really strong. And I especially like the connection that you said at the beginning, right? These, as much as we love Star Wars, oh, so very much. Um, they are a bunch of movies. That's right. Um, they're, and you know, they, they're not, they're not our yeah. fate. They're not, they shouldn't be taken that way. Uh, and I think a day like Passion Sunday, you know, Palm Sunday is a, an important reminder of such things. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Nice, nice job. Thank Mike. you. Thank you. We'll be here all week for Holy Week. Uh, we'll be back 
Uh, normally we just do Sundays, but we will be back for Holy Thursday, for Good Friday, for Holy Saturday, and for Easter Sunday. So um, stay tuned. Keep your eyes peeled on your podcast app of choice, and uh, you'll be seeing more episodes from us later in the week. So until Thursday, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We're praying for you. We hope you pray for us. God bless, and may the Force be with you. Thank you.